So some of us been trying to work out, and when you sweat, even if you just tasted the sweat, you're going to taste salt. Because we need salt. We need salt and water. So not only do it preserve, not only does it have monetary value, but salt makes you thirsty. I, I know you're not going no more, but when you used to go to the bar, that's why they put the peanuts at the bar, to make you thirsty so you could drink your adult beverage. But now that we are believers, the adult beverage we should thirst for is the word. Guest pastor Rodney Lara discusses how to make God known with flavor. Turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, and let's listen as Pastor Lara explains. One of the things that I like to do is cook. I like to cook. Matter of fact, when I go to these restaurants, I'm trying to figure out what they're putting in it <laughs> so I can come home and make it so I don't have to go there no more. Oh, yes, I am. One of the things that I know about good cooking is that it's got to have some flavor. Normally, that flavor is coming through some good seasoning. Most of us know that uh, if you don't have no good seasoning in there, what, what, what's the first thing you're saying? What you're saying? You, you're saying it's bland, you know, it's, sound, it's tasting like hospital food. They don't know what they're doing up in there is what I'm saying. They don't know what they're doing back there. That's what I'm saying. So we, 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 we all agree that for... The food to be good has got to have some good flavor, right? And normally, good flavor starts with some good seasoning. So we're we going to agree with that, right? We can agree with that. Now, there's, there's a whole bunch of flavorings I got at the house. But I just brought a few with me today. I brought with me today some of my, I don't know if I should be telling y'all all my secrets. I brought with me today some honey hog barbecue seasoning. And I get it from this place in Waxahachie called the Meat Church. Did y'all know it was a place called the Meat Church? The Meat Church, M-E-A-T. They got a place called the Meat Church down there in Waxahachie. That's, that's, that's the honey hog. Now, now most of y'all may be familiar with this here Tony Sacheray down there. This is what I'm using with my red beans and rice. You know, you got to put that in there, put that in that slow cooker. Put that ham bone in there. 
let it cook for about eight hours, and then you come back, and then you put that sausage in there. You go ahead and put that andouille in there because you don't want that to cook in there too long. That's Tony Sachere. Then I brought me, I done, I done, I done, I done, I'm on the come up now. I'm on the come up. I got some pink Himalayan salt. I moved away from that Morton's. I'm not, don't, don't, I'm not, moving, I'm not fooling with y'all no more. With the grinder, I'm, I'm grinding it. The Himalayan pink salt. Now here, here is the thing that I was interested about with with, with Tony Sacheray, Honey Hog, uh, Lowry's, uh, uh, Slap Your Mama, any of them, any of them, the foundational element in every one of them is salt. You go home and look at it. You cannot have Good seasoning without the salt. But here's what we also know. You can have, Brother Sneed, you can have prime rib, medium rare, with too much salt, and what you going to do with it? You're going to leave it right there on the plate because it's too much salt. You, 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 can, you can't eat it. So too much salt makes the meat or whatever you're cooking repulsive. You're not going to eat it. So, 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 so the trick is how do I season my dish with the right amount of salt to where it is attractive. I'm going to preach in a minute. I'm just talking right now. And so Jesus, in Matthew Chapter 5, which is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount runs from Matthew 5 all the way to chapter 7. He starts off in verse 1 through 12, and he tells you this is the attitude you ought to have. We call them the Beatitudes. Y'all say Beatitudes with me. He said, this, is the, this is the way you ought to be. That's verses 1 through 12. And then he turns around in verse 13 of chapter 5, and he says, this is what it looks like. He introduces a very simple concept 
that his listeners would have understood. Just like we were just talking about some flavor. Y'all were following me. I saw a head. Y'all knew what I was talking about. Jesus does the same thing. And it says he, 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 he introduces the concept of salt and light. Y'all say that with me. Salt and light. Now, what is the significance of salt? What's the significance of salt? Well, we, we know we know it adds flavor. We just talked about that. But salt can and does preserve food. Y'all with me? Yes, I'm some of y'all. Y'all, y'all with me? Because some of y'all remember the smokehouse back in East Texas. In South Texas, where they would pack that salt so much on that ham and hang it up in that smokehouse and have them coals in there. So it can preserve food. Uh, it, it is the founding contributor to the development of civilization. Stay with me. It helped form dependence on the seasonal availability of food and made it possible to transport food over large distances. So there was a time, even before the wagon, that if you wanted meat here in Dallas, they may have to pack it way down there in Corsicana. They would put that salt on it. It, it. it may not get here for about four days. But when it got here, you could do something with it because it had been preserved. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Salt was used by the Roman Empire to pay their soldiers' salary. So you would come up, and they would, they would put that salt on a scale, and they would weigh it, go ahead and knife it off into a little container, little sack, and they'll send you on your way. And that was your wages for the week. That's where we get the term worth your weight in salt. Or are they worth a salt? That's where it came from, right? So it, 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 it was a, it was a, it had monetary value. All right? Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Salt. Significance of salt. That's what we're talking about. Salt is vital to our bodies to continue good health. So some of us been trying to work out, and when you sweat, 
Even if you just tasted the sweat, you're going to taste salt. Because we need salt. We need salt and water to live. Y'all still with me? Y'all falling asleep on me. Just stay with me. So not only do it preserve, not only is it, is it, is it, is it a monetary, does it have monetary value, but salt makes you thirsty. I know y'all not going no more. I know you're not going no more. But when you used to go to the bar, I know you're not going no more. That's why they put the peanuts at the bar to make you thirsty so you could drink your adult beverage. Y'all looking at me crazy like, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here it is. And it's also a cue. It's a cue to what he just got through preaching about in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. Let me read it for you. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. For they will be satisfied. So, 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 so here's... Here's what Jesus is trying to tell them. And they would, they would know this. We, we, we would know this. But this is, this is what he's trying to tell them. Jesus wants to use my life to add flavor. He wants me to know my worth. And he wants me to make people thirsty. You are the salt of the earth. I'm depending on you to make your neighborhood better. I'm not looking for the police. I'm looking for just because you there, it ought to be better. Jesus. Jesus expects, or Jesus has an expectation for every one of his followers. Jesus, he moves from 13 and 16, and he moves to one of these things is not like the other. Y'all don't believe me. Hold up. Y'all don't believe me. Go, go, go in your Bible, Matthew 5. Verse 23 through 24. And, and, and all I need you to do, when we done reading the scripture, all I need you to do is tell me salt or don't belong. All right, is that fair? Can we do that? All right, let's read it together. You, uh, go, you need to go there. Matthew 5, verse 23 through 24. Are you there? Yes. All right, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is what it says. It says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember 
that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. What y'all say? Salt or don't belong? That's salt. That's salt, right? Can we agree with that? Look what he says. He says, if they have something to give, it ain't you, it's for them. It says you, if you know they got something against you, you don't bring the gift here. You leave and go and get it right and then come back. That's what salt looks like. Okay, keep on. We're going to keep going. Y'all still with me with the game? All right, here it is. Here's the next one. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 45. When you get there, just say amen. amen. At home, Matthew 5, verses 43 through 45. Y'all with me? Yeah. All right, here it is. Here it is. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. So what y'all say? Do y'all say salt or don't belong? What y'all say? Y'all say salt? All right, that's a good answer. All right, one more, one more. We're going to go one more, one more, one more. Matthew chapter 6, verse 2. Matthew 6, one verse, chapter 2. Matthew 6, verse 2. Y'all with me? You got it? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. When you give someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to the acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. So what y'all think? Y'all say salt or don't belong? Oh, I'm, I'm hearing people talking in tongues, so I'm... I'm, I'm. So, let me, so let me help you out. Don't belong. Don't do that. And through this whole sermon, he tells you this is what salt and light looks like. Do these things. Don't do that. Don't do this over here. Because that right there, that is like putting too much salt on the prime rib. Don't nobody want that. Are y'all with me? 
All right, okay. If I'm going to live like salt, he says, here it is. Y'all turn this. Y'all need to see this. Might want to write this down. Might want to write this down out there. Might want to write this down. Matthew 5, 20. Matthew 5, 20. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, when I read that, y'all, the first time I read that as a new believer, I said, then what is the use? Because there's no, because those, those Pharisees, they, they were supposed to be the ones who had it going on. So, 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 so I'm quite sure the people who read this said, what is the use? Can my righteousness surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees? And let me what I let me tell you what I came up with. I said, there's no way. So I need to just close this up and keep living the way I'm living. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <coughs> it's a cue. It's a cue. Y'all go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Go back there. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Y'all got it? Somebody read it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's the key. When I recognize I cannot do it, when I recognize it's hopeless, I go back to verse 3 because that word in Greek means destitute. I can't do it by myself. And that's what he wants you to know is that you can't do this on your own. You need me. You need me to do this. There's a whole lot of stuff we want to do on our own, but you need me to be salt. You need me to love your enemy. You need me to love your husband. You need me to love that fandom family member. You need me to love the boss. He's sending these cues. He says, if you gon if you if you gon if you're gonna do this thing, you and you gonna add flavor, you need to know. You got to live like a Matthew 5, 3 person. If, if I'm going to live like, live my life with salt, if I'm going to have flavor, I, I, I need to know that, I, that, that, that Jesus wants me to live my life like salt 
and not like Mrs. Dash. Somebody didn't get that. But when you, some of you know that Miss Dash ain't going to get it. I don't care what the doctor say. When you try to use that in some red beans and rice, it don't work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And you know it. But some of us are walking around here and we living our lives like Mrs. Dash. We sprinkling something on people, but it ain't salt. And he said, that ain't it. That ain't it. I need you to get all the way back to Matthew 5 and 3. Here's it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Y'all out there online, I'm going over. So stay with me. I'm just, I'm, if you got to leave... You can leave. I'm not going to be offended, but I'm just telling you, I need to take my time. Will you let me take my time? Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. If, 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 if I'm going to make him known with flavor, then, then, then I ought to live my life like salt. I got a couple questions. Can I, can I ask you some questions? I got some questions. I got some questions. I got some questions. I, I can't even have Billy start the truck up today because I think some of y'all sabotaged the truck last week and to put it in the shop yesterday. So I, she can't even start it up today. Couple questions. When I see my fellow believer or when I see other people who I'm in conversation with is my life making other people thirsty. Y'all got that? Said all right. Here's the next thing. Can people recognize that my life is a life of salt? Watch this. What is so interesting about salt is when it's in something, you can taste it, but you can't see it. Unless maybe you have it on, you know, maybe you, you know, rolled it in, in, or you got to use it as a, as a rub or something. But for the most part, you cannot see it. But, but you can taste it. And so is, is your life one that people can see Jesus without seeing you?
and, and, and it's okay. It's all right. It's all right to have the flag, the Christian flag on your house and all of that. That's, that's fine. But most of my neighbors do not even know I'm a preacher. What they know me as, as a good neighbor. Because it's something about them knowing that I'm the preacher, then their language start changing. I want to have a real conversation with you. I want, I want to help you because you're my neighbor. And then it start coming out. Wow, I, you know, somebody was saying, saying that you, you be doing some preaching. <laughs> but they didn't hear that from me. Because I, I, I want them to know the love of Jesus outside of preaching. Do your neighbors even know you go to church? Or do you do so much cussing and fussing? They they like, well, I didn't you go to church? <laughs> what you say, you on the deacon board over there too? For real? See, that ought not be. That ought not be. All right, we're gonna keep going. All right, here we go. All right, so 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 he then all of a sudden he 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 makes this turn and he 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 says, he says, now, if you didn't get that, if you if if you didn't understand what I'm talking about with this light thing, I mean with the salt thing. He said, I'm going to come a different way at you. And I'm going to say, your life should not only be salt, but it should be light. Now, why does he say that? He says that because he already knew that the world was in darkness. When he came here, it was in darkness. When he ended up in that manger, it was in darkness. When they were trying to kill him in the temple, it was in darkness. He said, but before I leave, I need some folks. I need to leave some folks here that are going to be some light. I need some lights in Plano. I need some lights in Richardson. I need some lights on some of these jobs. I need some lights. Light repels darkness. Let me, let me, y'all don't believe me. Y'all go ahead. Y'all gonna do y'all thing. Y'all go. 
Light repels darkness. And you know what's interesting is we don't like the light. We don't like it. Matter of fact, when I, when I turn the light on, somebody did this. We don't like the light. We don't like the light because we can hide our evil deeds in the dark. You know, my grandmother, she used to say, what you do in the dark, it's going to come to the light. And I want you to know that, that our Jesus, he, he's looking for some lights. He's, he, he's looking for some folk that will shine in some dark places. Now, 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 now what is, what's interesting about the light, y'all? What's interesting about the light? All the light does is shine. It's not loud. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It just shines. All right, y'all can cut the lights on now. Now, I know some of y'all done forgot about this. I know y'all have. Y'all a long way from this. But Brother Conley, I, I still remember back down there in South Texas in that little two-bedroom house, getting up in the middle of the night, needing to get some water, and cutting them lights on. And what, I, what did I see when I turned them lights on? Them roaches started, started scattering. Now, watch it, watch it, watch this, watch this, watch this. I never went in the kitchen and said, hey, I'm about to give me some water and cut these lights on. I never said that. All I did was cut the lights on. And when them lights went on, they went to running. And you know what? That's what God is looking for you to do. See, most of us, we, 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 we getting into controversies that we don't even need to be in. We're trying to figure out people's lifestyles, and you don't need to do none of that. All you need to do is show up and shine. I'm just going to be at the dinner table. I'm not going to say a word. I'm, just, uh, I, I, I'm not going to give no Bible verses. I'm not going to give no song. I'm just going to show up and shine. Because God has given you everything you need. I ain't got to say nothing. I'm just going to shine. 
I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna add flavor in, in, in the room. And all of a sudden, when I show up, the whole conversation changes. Not because I'm a preacher, because I'm just shining. And so I ain't got to figure out nobody's lifestyle. All I got to do is show up and sit down and eat my ham. And you watch what God does because God wants us to be attractive. He does not want us to have the personality of Ajax, abrasiveness. Somebody just got it. And maybe, maybe, maybe God also said it because he recognizes that the only way that things grow is with light. You need light for some plants to grow. Matter of fact, my wife had me out there earlier this week pulling out them big old hibiscus trees, pulling them out on the porch. We gotta get, they got to get some, some sun before it starts getting cold. I'm hurting my back trying to get them out there. <laughs> because they need some sun. They need light to grow. You need to grow. And so if God is asking you to disciple people, if God is asking you to serve, if God is asking you to give, if God is asking you to go to second mile, you cannot do that if you are not growing. You got to grow. You got to grow. You. You, you, I'm looking for you to be the salt and the light of the world. That wraps up another awesome word. If you're in need of prayer, counsel, or if we can assist in any way, please don't hesitate to ask. If you would like to join, contact us or receive these and other sermon notes, visit us at amitybc.org. Until next week, be blessed.